I was a pitcher I threw very hard, and as soon as I got here, I thought I would handle stuff, but nah, this is a hitter's league, man. You got to know how to pitch. You got to be smart. You got to locate. Uh, you can't just come in this league thinking you're just going to roll through it. Welcome to episode 228 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. One week is in the books in the Western Canadian Baseball League, so let's do a little bit of a short recap, shall we? If the playoffs were to begin today, the defending champion Okotoks Dogs and runner-up Moose Jaw Miller Express would be the favorites as they lead their respective divisions. Obviously, that's not how this works. There's still a full summer of baseball left to be played. Now, each team has registered at least one win through each of their first four or five games, depending on where they're at in the sked. The Dogs are 4-0, while the Miller Express and Sylvan Lake Gulls are both 3-1. Weyburn's Ryan Dauphiny leads the league with a 6-15 batting average with eight hits and 13 at-bats. There's a four-way tie for the home run lead, with each having two dingers apiece. Xander Bretza of Brooks leads the circuit with eight runs batted in, while Sylvan Lake's Matty Fung leads the pass with five stolen bases. On the hill, Gulls starters Tyler Boudreaux and Hunter Jones share the strikeout lead with nine apiece, while Okotoks closer Sam Roberts, no, not the Canadian rock star, is turning heads as he has two saves and three appearances, allowing no runs, just one hit, two walks, and has six strikeouts. Now on to this week's episode, we will hear from Fort McMurray catcher and 2022 WCBL All-Star Jordan Bach, and we'll also round out Ian's trip to Media Day in Okotoks, but we'll start things off with Brooke. Bombers head coach Ruddy Estrella. Born in New York, he played baseball in the Dominican Republic while he was growing up. He pitched two years at Western Oklahoma State College, then went to the University of Science and Arts at Oklahoma. In his final college season, Estrella made the trek north to Canada to play with the Regina Red Sox in 2017. And since then, he's come back every summer. He spent the last few seasons as the pitching coach under Jason Vena and decided this year to take the plunge to become a head coach, hoping to build on the success of the Bombers' first ever playoff appearance last summer coach thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast no problem thank you man it's a, it's a pleasure joining you guys here in the podcast uh, first first one i've ever done so i'm pretty excited about this one i'll try to take it easy on you uh no <laughs> first off um welcome to brooks welcome back to the wcbl how have the first few weeks been uh, in your new community thank you it's been good man it's been good Actually, I've always, when I was in Regina, I tried to, like, stay together with the community and bring them in so we could get them to the games and stuff like that. Uh, But Brooks has taken me in like their own kid, I want to say, man. I can't complain. I loved all the fans here and the owners, the board members. They're all great with me. I love it, man. I can't complain. Wonderful to hear. What was it about the opportunity in Brooks that lured you away from Regina? I don't know. I just want to say uh, I think I'd had a little bit of experience and being, especially being behind Jason Vayner. And now we work together in Trinidad State College. He offered me his assistant coach job as soon as he got the head coach last year. And I feel like being behind him, he has taught me uh, a bit more about the game than I already knew. And I feel like I wanted to take that challenge and take the step ahead. And also, I just, like I always say, man, I know I can't play. I'm still young. I know I can't play, but I, I would love to pass my knowledge on to those future coming, upcoming players, man. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, you played the one season in Regina before spending a few seasons there as an assistant coach. What did you take away from that experience, both as a player and a coach that you wanted to bring into the fold with your new team in Brooks? 
As a player, I took away that experience, man, to be honest. Uh, I was a pitcher I threw pretty hard, and as soon as I got here, I thought I would handle stuff, but nah, this is a hitter's league, man. You got to know how to pitch. You got to be smart. You got to locate. Uh, you can't just come in this league thinking you're just going to roll through through it. Nah, this is a this is a hitter's league, and it's a good league because you also see players from NAIA, Division One, all around the world and stuff like that. Uh, I try to keep in contact, man. Like, I love, I love, I love this league. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, uh, summer leagues, I recommend this one too, man, because like the competition, the level of play out here, uh, they take it serious out here. If you don't think that, then it, this might be one of the leagues you should try in the summer. Did that take you by surprise when you first arrived here? Because when you think Canada, you hear hockey, you might hear a little bit of uh, the three down football. You don't necessarily think baseball and, and summer league college ball at, at that. Were you surprised at all when you first uh, first arrived in Regina? When I first arrived in Regina, yeah, I, I got I got shook right away. As soon as I landed, I was like, oh, this seems nice. <laughs> I like to experience that. And then the first night at the ball fair, Regina is like the fans were so up and like you get your own walk up songs. I didn't have that in that privilege in our college. We have to earn that. So like you get your own walk up songs. The fans are out here asking for signatures, pictures. They take you in as their own too as well. Like it's it's a it's an amazing experience. I would say for college kids to come out here and play, yeah. and they can also work on their tools here as well. Mm-hmm. Coming into this season, did you have a mindset or maybe an identity that you wanted your team to build? Or do you think that's something that uh, as it progresses, as that season progresses, that's when you start to figure out who's who and what that identity might be? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm giving these guys like a couple, like first two weeks just to know their identity, get to know each other and stuff like that, because. First thing I say is you got to know your players. You got to get to know them before everything. So my main focus is getting to know them, sitting dugout, talking to them the most little as possible. Any conversation I could get out of them, try to pick their minds, see what they're thinking and how they want to go about this summer league and like what are their plans and goals to uh, achieve during the summer and stuff like that, that I can also help them accomplish. When you look up and down your roster right now and, and to those who are coming in still, what do you see? I see we uh right now we have a little bit of depth in the picture, but it, it it's gonna get better, I know. It's uh we have a lot of young young guys here, but uh I think they'll be they'll become better day by day as they see the uh games going by. And also I see a lot of a lot of power in our in our lineup. It just hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. But they're a little bit tense right now. I could I could feel it in the dugout too as well. But it'll come out. I know they'll show out, and it'll be a uh, a bombers nation. You and I were talking off air about sort of the first couple of weeks are always tough to gauge because you've got a bunch of new faces, maybe a couple of old faces, and they're still trying to figure out who they all are and learning names and all that kind of thing. So it's hard to judge, especially on a a fifty two, fifty four, fifty six game season. At the same time, do you have any expectations, and not just for the season and and how things will roll throughout the year when it when it comes to an end, but also for the day to day, the expectations of how they go about their business? Bob, oh, fair enough. I have you see, I have like uh, stuff written down on the board in the in the locker room and clubhouse. So I give them like daily quotes and stuff like that. I give them pointers. 
that we need to accomplish in, during the season. Like at home, I, uh, I tell them home, we have to have a 500 or better uh, percentage, right? And when it comes to wins, because that's our barn, we should have that there. So when it comes to that, I have keynotes in the dugouts that I, in the dugout and in the clubhouse that I try to make sure they uh, remember, try to uh, keep it in their head, locked in and stuff like that. And make sure they pass it on to the kids that are next to you. Next to them, to the right and their left, because every day I tell them, look to your right and to your left. Like, this is an experience that you guys should take advantage. Like, not most kids get to play here. And not many people know about this league. But as soon as you get here, the treatment you get and, like, from the community, from the league, the kids, it's just... When I was a player, it brought something in me that I wanted to do better just for the fans and the community. And I feel like these kids, as soon as they start seeing that involvement, they're gonna they're gonna gonna have that same mentality and heartbeat, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Now the WCBL season always seems to fly by as a player and as a coach, and having learned under Jason Vena. How challenging is it to bring everyone together in that short amount of time to become a challenger and to become a, a WCBL championship caliber team? Yes, sir. Uh, It's just little by little. You got to make the adjustments day by day uh, throughout the games and stuff like that and try to keep them happy. Try to keep them happy in the dugout, in the clubhouse. Uh, Any little thing like laser tag we used to do at the Arigiana. We used to do laser tag, go out bowling. Uh paintball, like stuff like that, just to make the kids happy, get to know each other and create that bonding that you need in the team to be successful. Mm -hmm. Brooks made the playoffs for the first time last season. What needs to happen in your books to keep that engine rolling? I think I need to, I need to stay focused and just keep my kids focused so we could achieve that this year and maybe a little bit more. But my main focus is, yeah, start winning games. That's all we got to do, mm -hmm. just start winning games. And as soon as that first one comes, I know many more will come. Are you learning anything about yourself as a coach as you go through these first few weeks as, a, as head coach? Like, it's one thing to be the assistant, I've learned, in, in different sports. is It's easy to be the player's friend and that kind of thing because you're not yeah. the one that's putting your foot down kind of thing. Is that something that you're you're learning on the fly? Tell us about some of the other things that maybe you're learning as you as you grow your wings as a head coach. Fair enough, yeah. That's something that I, I, I'm learning here as well with the kids, kind of like try to lay the foot down and stuff like that. Because in in Regina and also in Trinidad, I'm the assistant, so I kind of be I kind of have to be like that friendly and that 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 door for them to come and speak, so I can speak to the head coach, mm -hmm. right? Because you know some of them are scared to go and talking to the head coach. So yeah, I, uh, it's a, it's challenging, but I'm up for that challenge, man. I'll never let it down, and uh, I'm up for it. And uh, still, as a head coach, I try to be as friendly as possible and not let them be scared of talking to me because I know as an assistant, players are scared of talking to head coaches. So I try to keep that door open for them. I tell them, like, my door's open anytime you need to talk. Like, I'm the head coach, but don't be afraid of me. I'm here to help you out. This is what I'm here for. This is my job. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those things where you, you're walking that tightrope where it's, uh, you want to be a player's coach. You also got to be the coach's coach almost. And so being able yes, to balance, the balancing act is certainly an interesting one for sure. Mm -hmm. A couple of uh, personal ones for you here. 
Uh, any favorite memories or moments on any ballpark at any level that made you go, man, I can't believe I'm getting to do this? I want to say it was 2019, yeah, fi finals game two at Okotoks, being the assistant coach, man. It was in a, a surreal experience there. Like, it's amazing the fireworks we get uh, before the games and after. Like, it's something, it, it's something amazing to experience. And the crowd back there, man. It's amazing too. Like you get shooks because you know they talk a lot, but you like you like it because that brings a fire in, in the players and stuff like that. So I like I like the competitiveness in this league, man. And that experience for me, as a as an assistant coach that year, that was amazing. I can't I couldn't have asked for a better first year as an assistant for that 2019. No doubt. Conversely, what have been some of the biggest challenges or obstacles you've had to overcome over the course of your playing or coaching career? Uh, obstacles is just kind of like uh, sometimes I want to say mentality, state, staying focused throughout the whole whole season. Because uh, most times I, I've been battling with family issues and stuff like that throughout the season, like. Last week, I lost my grandma. Well, uh, last week, uh, it was Friday, our home op uh, opener at Okotoks. I lost my grandma right after that game. So, like, I've been dealing with that, too, and stuff. Like, it's been hard, but I know she's looking from up there, and she wants me to stay here and handle my business because I got is uh, my first year as a head coach, and she was, like, the motor uh, that kept me in, in baseball because uh, after my last year here in Regina, I kind of got a shoulder injury, um, a rotator cuff. I tore it, and ever since then, I haven't been able to pitch, and she was the one that told me, like, see if I like coaching and stuff like that. Like, don't leave baseball because she mm -hmm. sees something in me um, in the sport, and I feel like I owe it to her to stay here and finish the season off with this team. I'm sure I speak on behalf of a lot of uh, people in the baseball community and especially here at Alberta Dugout Stories, our, our love to you and, and your loved ones and in what is undoubtedly a, a difficult time for you. So, Coach, uh, really, uh, really appreciate you taking the time, but also being Thank willing you. to stick around and and, uh, and help this team move forward. So with that, I'll ask one final question for you. It's one we ask everyone. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It means the world, man. Uh, if you know, like, I wake up, it's baseball. I go to sleep, baseball. It means the world to me, especially being behind my uncle. He was a professional baseball player, Felix Fermin. He played for the Cleveland Indians. Oh, cool. And he's he's also the coach for the Nuevo Laredo Tecos in the Mexican League. But he was the coach for the Aguilas Ibaeñas in the Dominican Winter League. Oh, okay. And he's the most, the most winning in Caribbean coach. So I kind of want to follow his footsteps and his son's footsteps. So having him in the family, like, leading us, uh, it, it means the world to me, especially as a kid being in those dugouts and seeing, like, those environments. It, it means a lot. And baseball, I just can't get over it, man. Never will. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, coach, yes, again, really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success to this point. Continued success with the Bombers. And thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you so much, Joe. You have a good one. We head north now to catch up with Fort McMurray catcher Jordan Bach. He was lights out with the Giants in 2022, hitting 330 with two homers and 41 RBI in 56 games, while also being named the WCBL All-Star. 
Delta BC product spent this spring with Northeastern Oklahoma A&M College, where he continued racking up the accolades by hitting 411 with 14 homers and 65 RBI in 43 games to be named to the All-Region team. That performance allowed him to sign on with Southern Illinois University for this coming fall. In the meantime, though, box sites are set on building off the Giants' first ever playoff appearance in 2022. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. Back for another year in Fort McMurray. What was it about the Giants that made you say, I got to get back there? Yeah, man. Uh, it, they just they treat us so well out here. They, uh, they really treat us like professionals. I, I got so much respect for the owners and, or the owner and, you know, general manager, the coach this year. Like, they really made us feel like pros, and it's just something I loved to be a part of last year. Is there a sense maybe of some unfinished business as well, and especially in your books, given that you guys made it to the playoffs last year and you feel like there's that extra gear that's still left to be had? Oh, absolutely. Uh, last year was very big for us, uh, making the playoffs. That's, that was a goal. But, you know, this year it's, it's not just about making the playoffs. We're trying to, trying to finish what we started last year. And, you know, I had some of the guys reach out to me that they were coming back, and it's just excited. It's just really exciting that we, we might be able to, to do something really special this year. I know it's really early on in the season. I, I hate judging, or I won't judge on three games, but what do you see out of this team this year, maybe compared to last year, that maybe might have been missing, for example? Yeah, so last year, I mean, we could pitch last year, and it looks like we can do the exact same thing again this year. Um, and, I mean, we just got off to a slow start in our first three games, but, you know, in our last one, we put up 20. So, so we can hit this year, too, and our defense has been spot on. So, you know, it doesn't seem like this team's going to be carried by pitching as much. We're a little bit more well-rounded. You've got a lot of new faces as well. You're one of the, I'll call them savvy veterans, but what are you telling those newbies as far as, A, not just the, the WCBL way, but also the, the pace of the season and trying to get them kind of gelled together as quick as possible so that you can make a deep run? Yeah, I mean, this this team has been very good. I mean, a lot of lot of really cool guys on this team. It seems like we're all getting along pretty well. Um, what I'm trying to try to uh, tell people is that it's a it's a very long season, and you know, it's it's tough to remember that we still have fifty something games to go. So, you know, just pacing yourself and just remember that there's always a game tomorrow. Not getting too upset, but uh, sometimes I need to remind myself that too. It's kind of different too. You're coming off a college season where you're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you get a few days to ruminate over it. This way, you don't have a whole lot of time to get too up, and you don't have a whole lot of time to get too down either. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very nice because when you're hot, you're hot, and you get to go out there the next day and play and and ride that hot streak. But at the same time, when you're cold, you don't really have a lot of time to think about it and get over it. So it's all about flushing what you did the day before and, and just refocusing yourself and just trying to find a routine that gets you ready to play. Obviously, that routine's been working really well for you as of late on a personal level. You're coming off an all-star season in the WCBL, hitting 330, a couple of homers, and 41 RBI. What do you need to do personally to build off of that? Um, I think just evaluate my game and, and see where I need to improve. Um, a couple of things that, that I need to work on for sure and get in the cage and talk with the hitting coach. And, you know, one of the biggest things is I need to put on a little bit of weight to hopefully add that, that power stroke that, that I had from college and hopefully apply it to the this year uh, with the wood bat. So, you know, just trying to get trying to get some size on me and, you know, uh, help the team win. You mentioned it. I mean, 411, 14 homers, 65 RBI in Oklahoma. You're named a first-team all-region. What did that mean to you to get that in your back pocket and say, listen, I'm here and I'm, I'm ready to make some noise? 
yeah, it, it was an honor, and and it was kind of a, a dream come true thing to, to to put to put together a season like that and get get such an award. And you know, I'm I'm thankful for for the teammates and coaches down in Oklahoma. And, uh, it was it was honestly a special special season for me, and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. It was probably my favorite season of baseball ever. What was key to your success this spring? Um, it was a couple different things. It was uh, a, a slight change in my approach. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I was on the phone with my dad, and we were sort of talking what I needed to do to to sort of get better. And um, it was the the a change I made was sort of looking different, like looking for a different pitch. So trying to meet the ball out front more to try to lift the ball to right field, and that sort of what unlocked the power for me was meeting the ball out front and trying to lift it to right as opposed to trying to hit the ball to the opposite field. You're also fresh off some big news as well. You're making the jump to Southern Illinois University. First off, how did that opportunity all come about? Uh, yeah, so it's actually uh, a funny story. So the the uh, the old pitching coach at the junior college I was at, he uh, he asked for some video so he could send it around to some guys. And sure enough, I, I got a call a couple days later from Southern Illinois, and uh, I was able to go up and see their campus. And, man, I'm super excited to play for them. Coaches seem amazing, and I, I can't wait to get to work. Did that one take you by surprise a little bit? Like, was it on your radar at all as possible school to head to? Or was it something where it just kind of came out of the blue? Because I know you had been hunting around looking for that, that NCAA spot. Uh, yeah, it was uh, honestly not on my radar. And then, you know, the more I talked to them and, you know, I got to see the school, I was like, you know, this this place could be home. And I uh, I had that, that gut feeling the whole time. And it came down to make a decision. And you know, it's it's kind of hard to go against somewhere when you've seen it and you just think, man, this place could be home. Mm. Let's uh, wrap things up a little bit here with some rapid fire. First off, favorite ballpark food? Favorite ballpark food? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to go classic chicken strips and fries. Oh, good, good choice. Uh, best ballpark you've ever been to at any level? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good question. I'd say back in my freshman year, I was able to go see Wrigley. And then very recently, I've been able to see the new Rangers stadium, and that was that was very nice. Those two, probably. That history at Wrigley would just blow me away, I feel like. And especially the Ivy. You see the Ivy, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I always loved seeing it on TV as a kid. It was just so unique. So to be able to see it in person was pretty cool. Absolutely. Favorite baseball memory? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it was actually probably last year at uh, the WCBL All-Star Game. You know, have the game there. I was able to hit a double in front of all those fans. That that was awesome. And then the fireworks after and all of that. It was just a really special day. I got to say, watching all of you guys get out onto the field after the game and just, you know, sit on the field and, and watching those fireworks, there was just something special about it. I don't know what it was. It was just a great day. So uh, great memory there. What's in your headphones pregame? Ooh, um, you know, I have a very um, – specific taste when it comes to pregame i uh i like to have very you know i'm not a very big pump up guy with like loud music and all of that i like to sort of relax myself and just try to get myself in a confident mindset so one of my go-tos is uh sweet by Brockhampton. okay here i thought when you're talking about like hey i gotta calm things down i'm going what are we going with enya here or something like that so <laughs> not quite that far all right no no cool uh best baseball advice you've ever received Oh man, uh, that's that's a good one. Um, let me think for a minute. You know, I, you know, it actually came from my teammate last year. Uh, his name was Travis Cole. He was a phenomenal pitcher for us last year. He told me that 
you need to stop focusing so much on the results and more about the processes that got you that. So, you know, it was at a point in the season where I was getting a little frustrated. I was lining out a lot, you know, hitting the ball hard, but just right at guys. And he, he told me I was, I was too focused on the outcome and not so much that I was doing everything right. And since then, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely helped me a lot. Very cool. Great response. Final question for you here. It's one we ask everyone. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Oh man. Uh, Honest to God, I think I'd go crazy without baseball. Um, (laughs) I kind of just have one of those minds that I I can never really shut it off. And, uh, you know, it's always thinking. And as soon as I step on the field, it's just all those thoughts are gone. And, you know, I just I've never felt like I've belonged quite like I do at a baseball field. So it, it means everything to me, man. That is a fantastic answer. Again, Jordan, really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward. And thanks so much again for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Finally, we have a trio of shorter interviews gathered by our Ian Wilson as he attended the Okotoks Dogs Media Day right before the season began. We'll start things off with Ryan McFarland, who, believe it or not, is no relation of mine. Not only is he way more athletic, but he was also a workhorse for the Dogs during their championship run in 2022, including picking up the win in the finals opener against Moose Jaw with a 7-plus inning gem. The Campbellsville University hurler is back and hopes to pick up right where he left off. Ryan, uh, you're returning from last summer as a WCBL champion. Uh, You had a pretty big uh, start in the finals last summer. Uh, Just talk to me about coming back and being back, and uh, how how are you feeling today? Well, you know, being back, can't ask for anything better. Being back with this group of guys and a bunch of new guys that are coming in. Seems like a great group of guys. We could run it back this year. Looking forward to playing in front of all the fans and all the whole town of Okotoks. Can't beat it and I don't think there's anything better than that. You're a pretty versatile pitcher last year. You're comfortable coming out of the bullpen. Like I said, you started that, uh, I think it was game one of the final, picked up the win, throwing over seven innings. Looked very comfortable in that role. I, I mean, guess how do you look at your role this year with the team? Are you just, just put me in wherever? Or? Yeah, no, basically I told coach, whenever you need me, I'll be ready, and you can put me in any situation, and I'll be ready for it, and just always ready to pitch whenever in any situation. Uh, talk to me about uh, this uh, this year south of the border. Where were you playing? How did it go? Just run us through the year. Uh, so, no, my, my year went well. I was playing down in Kentucky. I played for Campbellsville University. It was my second year there, and I loved every part of it. And, I mean, our season ended a little earlier than expected, but happy to be back here and with another great oh. group of guys. Do some fun ones now. What uh, favorite ballpark that you've uh, or stadium that you've either been to, or pitched in, or or just been to? Uh, pitched in has to be either Siemens Stadium or the Double A Hot Rod Stadium down okay. in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Oh, Pretty nice. nice setup yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. How about major league ballparks? Any that you've been to? That you... uh, I've been to a couple. I've been to Fenway. Uh, I went to the Brave Stadium. I was there. I love that place, but. I also played in the spring training field for Boston, so it was pretty cool playing down there in Florida. But yeah, a lot of great places. Favorite MLB team? Favorite MLB team, definitely the Toronto Blue Jays. I've heard of them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Favorite MLB player? MLB player, oof, Bo Bichette. Even though I'm a pitcher, yeah, no, you gotta love Bo. Yeah, and what about in terms of players that you watch that you try to emulate? Is there any guys that you really gravitate towards pitching wise or uh basically just watching a lot of guys pitch in the big leagues like there's many tips you can take from every single player everyone's got a different style of play and it's almost you just grab and pick from different people and do what suits you 
any goals for this summer, uh, either individually? I know, I know, you're going to say win a championship. Everyone says that, but uh, like, is there anything, any goals that you want to achieve? Strikeouts, innings, anything like that? Uh, just overall, every time I go out there, give my team the best chance to win. Do my job and trust all my teammates because all together it's a team effort. So, just want to do my job all summer. Awesome. Well, welcome back. Uh, good luck it. this summer, and thanks for joining me. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Another returning veteran from last year's team is reliever Brody Forno. He made 17 appearances for the Dogs last summer and wants to be an even bigger piece of the pitching puzzle this summer, especially after being a key contributor at Williston State College this spring, where he went 7-3 with a save and a 2.34 ERA in 12 appearances. Brody, uh, why don't we just start with just a rundown of uh, your season south of the border. Where were you? What happened? How was your season individually? And just how did the team do? I know that's about 17 questions, but you run with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we're uh, located in Williston, North Dakota, uh, Williston State College. Uh, it's D2 JUCO. Uh, we started off a little rocky at the beginning of the year. We dropped two to uh, a mediocre JV team and kind of needed to figure it out. Our bats started off pretty cold, I'd say. But all in all, like our pitching staff was pretty solid throughout the whole year. We were around like the 7-8 uh, ranked uh, year-end nationally, so it was pretty solid. Uh, just guys going out, doing their own business, and throwing strikes and really competing with the zone. We got pretty far. I mean, 4C going into the regional tournament and pulled it out. Lost the first game. We had to really battle back. Lack of arms. Just guys really just grinding it out, honestly. Uh, doing everything possibly. Most of our pitching staff was on one day rest on the last game and just try to find a way to do anything possible to get that win. And somehow God just made us pull it off, honestly. And then after that, we headed uh, to uh, the Northern Plains Districts, which was in Iowa. And we won the first game 3-1, to one, dropped the second game 6-1, and we were only two runs away from the World Series and lost 3-2 to two in the last game. So it's just it was a heartbreaker for sure, and uh, just being so close to that dream. Like no uh, no school has ever been to the World Series from North Dakota or Montana, so it could have been making history. But program history was definitely made. It was the first time winning the regionals in uh, 10 years, so it was really cool. How about you personally? How did your season go? And uh, it was really solid. It just being confident with myself on the mound, just letting my stuff work, and trusting my defense and allowing the bats to stay hot throughout my starts, like giving up like two or three runs of an appearance and just really just grinding it out and working on my uh, pitches command and just trusting my fastball and my breaking stuff. You were here last year for the championship mm -hmm. season, you're back. What does it mean to be, you know, playing here again and what does this team mean to you? I love this place. It's, I'll, I'll never get old of it, like sick of it. Like, I got back yesterday and the first thing I did was come out here just to look at the field and it just, Every time it just blows me away, even though I grew up here, it just every time blows me away. And this team means so much to me, like just growing up, like as a little kid watching the college team play. And it was always a dream of mine to, you know, be on this team. And now that I'm here, it's just amazing. That Forno name has some respect <laughs> around here. Yeah. Your dad, Pablo, was yeah. uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame last year. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the respect that carries and also maybe the uh, responsibility that comes along with with being foreign or do you even think about that i try not to think about it you know <laughs> not let the pressure get towards you but like it is it is a big thing my dad has done a lot of really good things here and i just want to fall in his footsteps for sure and maybe one day i'll have a place in that hall of fame plaque yeah there you go uh any expectations for this season how do you how do you look at the summer 
Just to win. Yeah? Just win. That's all we need to do. Any way, shape, or form? <laughs> Honestly, at this point, baseball is so crazy, you just have to go out there, put everything on the line, and then let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. A few quick fun ones for you. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, favorite ballpark you've ever been to? Uh, definitely Wrigley. I'm okay. a diehard Cubs fan. Uh, Stroman's like the guy that I looked up to like yeah. all the time. You know, just that he's like 5'8", and he just, the taxes on and everything works for him, and he's just so confident out there, and he doesn't let like the size measure to like who he is. He's a pit bull. He's got some attitude yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, some fire in him. Is Stroman your your favorite oh, guy growing up? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Awesome. And your big Cubs fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Uh, I guess any uh, any advice uh, for any young fans who are listening? Any advice to kids who are just getting into baseball, uh, things like that. Uh, I think the biggest thing would be just to go out there and have fun, be with your friends, and just laugh around and not take it so seriously. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Like just play the game how it is it's a it's a game so you gotta have fun with it how did you get started in the game was it just uh your, your family was just kind of all around it growing up was yeah definitely just family like my three older brothers all played baseball and my dad played baseball it's just always been around the game so yeah. it was nature i guess you would <laughs> yeah. say are they they hanging on every game and every inning now for you <laughs> yeah like for the, sure the last uh, yeah. the last chance yeah. or whatever you want to call it <laughs> i remember uh when we were in regionals our family group chat was exploding especially when we uh beat bismarck state uh, to go to the championship the group chat like i checked my phone and it was like <laughs> 200 plus messages and i was like holy and i didn't even want to read them it's too many but like they're all all rooting for us like family yeah. even the coaching staff here they're like look good luck and all this and they're all rooting for us and it was really cool yeah were they giving you the scouting report yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah awesome well brody uh thanks for your time today good luck thank good you. luck this thank summer you. and uh yeah have fun thank you and last up is nash crowell who played with dogs red in the pandemic abbreviated 2021 season he's back now after a great spring with reinhardt university where he had 356 with get this 20 home runs and 56 rbi in 47 games on his way to a second team all-conference nod He'd like to bring that power to the Okotoks lineup this summer. Nash, uh, Seaman Stadium, media day, sun is shining, uh, tossing the ball around. How's it feel? Uh, it feels good getting ready for the fans to come out and watch us Friday night. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Just can't wait for the fans. Now, you've been a part of this program. I believe you played the 2021 season where it was uh, red and black uh, squads. Yep. Um, how does it feel to kind of be back and, and sliding in on a, a defending championship team? Uh, feels good. I've uh, got something to play for, try to bring that trophy back home, and just going to keep us honest, keep us working hard. Give us an update on uh, how things went uh, for your, your college season uh, south of the border, and uh, where were you playing, how did it go? Uh, I, was at, I was at Reinhardt University yep. in Georgia, and we had a good run, uh, went to the playoffs. We were two games short of a World Series appearance and put up great offensive numbers. Boys were swinging it, and it was just a great group of guys to be around. Awesome. Any uh, specific goals for you this summer? Are you just, just let you loose and like, let's go play, or that kind of thing, or? <laughs> yeah, kind of like a, just just playing. Yeah. Uh, there's not really expectations. I have expectations to do well, but mm -hmm. nothing crazy that I'm going for in particular. Yeah. Uh, a few fun questions for you. Favorite uh, MLB team? New York Yankees. Oh, no, 100%. you're one of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. all right. Favorite player? <laughs> Freddie Freeman, I'd say. Okay. On the Dodgers. Yeah, I yep. can get behind that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and any players that you emulate or, like, uh, not necessarily your favorite, but you guys that you look at and you're like, 
just trying to play like they do? Well, going back to Freddie Freeman, he plays yeah. hard, plays with emotion, and he's able to hit for power and average, and yeah. he always looks like he's having fun on the field. So yeah, Those are all good attributes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, favorite stadium uh, that, that you've been to, either, either played at or uh, just visited? Uh, I'd say the Twin Stadium. Yeah. That's a really nice park. Yeah. They had Target a little, Field, I think. Yeah, yeah Target. Yeah. And they had a little all-you-can-eat part, so yeah. that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that so. sounds pretty good. Yep. Favorite baseball movie? Uh, Sandlot. Okay, really solid choice. All yep. right. Uh, favorite line from that movie? Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be, right? Right. Awesome. Uh, okay, and then just... Uh, Back to the the team and uh, this summer, um, uh, what have you seen so far? I know it's like you've probably been here like a day, maybe two, but what do you see from this group? Uh, just looking at BP, we got some guys that can hit the ball hard, and watching pitchers throw bullpens, we got some we got some good arms. They're throwing hard, yeah. So uh, I think we're going to be solid all the way around, and guys are getting getting along really well, and I think we're going to get really close and have a good season. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining me. Thank and, you. Uh, best of luck this summer. Thanks again to Ruddy Estrella, Jordan Bach, Ryan McFarland, Brody Forno, and Nash Crowell for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you like this or any other episode, we'd love to get a rating and review from you as those actions help spread the word about ADS. We'd also like to tip our caps to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHB Academy have been generous partners in helping us tell the game's stories in our province. For more, head to albertadugoutstories.com supporters. Until next time, thank you for all your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.